Hi, I'm Josh McDonald. And I'm Rana Materi, and we are Hand Therapy Academy. We get a question all the time from students, new hires, people asking us on Instagram, where should I go for conferences? Where should I go to learn more about all this stuff? Because there's all kinds of stuff online, but what conference should I go to? So we want to take some time to kind of go through some of the conferences available and maybe ones that might fit you and, and uh, what you're looking for. Yeah. So I guess we'll start by asking, what's your favorite conference you attended? And has that changed being a practitioner for several years? Yeah, definitely. I feel like the course that helped me the most as a, a new into hand therapy, in my case, coming from pediatrics, was the Indiana Hand Care Conference. Um, I found that one. I was just doing a search for all the conferences, and that one was the first one available that I found. Um, they ran it every two years. Um, COVID happened, so they took a little break, and I believe they are back on now every two years. It was a fantastic conference. It was one of these rapid fire things where they would have a surgeon get up and talk for a couple of minutes. He would get, step down and a therapist would immediately follow up with, here's the therapy implications of what they talked about. So it really paired together these two, what the, 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 the surgeon and the therapist approach to this. And then this, the last day for the, for the morning half and then we were done was a whole cadaver walkthrough. So they had two U-shapes of tables, giant conference room, two giant U-shapes. And we went in pods and my group of maybe eight people would, would start at a station and they'd say, here's a cadaver shoulder and a resident or a doctor would talk about rotator cuff and glenohumeral joint. And then we go over and then a therapist would talk about, here's the exercises we do for rotator cuff. And then you go to a cadaver digit. Here's zone three extensor tendon. And then the therapist would talk about, here's what we do therapeutically with splints. And so it was this really like intimately tied together the anatomy and the surgery side married together with the therapy. It was a fantastic experience, especially for me being so new into it. It was like a total immersion thing. Yeah, that sounds excellent. I've never been to Indiana. Yeah, really good conference, really well thought out, put together. They do a great job with it. And then what about, um, what's the other one? The East Coast one, Philly. The Philadelphia, yeah, yeah. The Philadelphia Hand Symposium. Um, I've been to that one just once um, and it was another really good one. Anytime you can get to an offsite conference, we do online learning. It's what it's what works best for a lot of people. But if you get a chance to go to a conference, I feel like it is a really different kind of experience. And Philadelphia is that because it's all hand therapy stuff. They usually have some overarching theme that they use for each conference, but then there's like little lessons that may vary a little bit. Um, but it is Again, it's like that total immersion thing where for two or two and a half days, you're just hearing about hand therapy stuff and you're taking all kinds of notes and you're hearing other people's perspectives on things. Um, and it's in a fun city. Philadelphia is kind of a fun city. They have a great like um, train station converted into this food experience thing. So that was kind of fun to see in Philadelphia, but you're definitely going for the hand therapy information. So I really enjoyed the Philadelphia conference. Yeah, I think early on in my career, I attended a lot of um, ASHT conferences. And those were really great because, you know, you'd go for an hour and learn about flexors and then for an hour and learn about extensor tendons. But it, it was all different speakers. Um, so my question for you is that the Indiana and the Philly, do they invite speakers or how or is it people that submit to speak? From what I gather, this is very early in my progression of being a hand therapist. The Indiana is staff members at the Indiana Hand Care Center. It is their residents, their doctors, their therapists. They, they pull from their own staff and from the local community around there. So I'm sure if someone wanted to speak at those that they could um, they could ask, but I get the impression it's kind of an in-house thing. So you've got 
you know, a, a two years um, therapist who's got to figure out how to present on carpal kinematics. Maybe they give that one to a little more experienced therapist, but it is their staff that does that. Philly, I think, runs a little bit more like um, ASHT, uh, as far as I can tell, where they are inviting people or asking. They're using previous speakers. It's more of a draw from the overall community around kind of thing. You said for Philly or ASHT? I believe Philly and ASHT both kind of pull from the uh, national community, whereas Indiana pulls. Well, at least I know for ASHT, you have to submit, right? You submit to try to speak at it. It's non-paid. So um, everybody there's a volunteer. There's no bias or you're not supposed to have any biases. Right, right. Yeah. Um, There's also available to us as therapists, we can go to hand surgeons conferences. ASSH or AAHS are two different hand surgeons uh, associations, a lot like our ASHT. And they have conferences, I believe they're annually. um, And those are a great source of information, maybe from a different perspective, but um, AAHS also includes therapists pretty heavily. So that's something that there's always going to be that inclusion aspect to it. So it's, it's a good way to see kind of uh, a little bit different side of what we're doing. Yeah, I really enjoy that one because usually they'll have, um, so this is AAHS, the American Association of Hand Surgery. They'll have um, like usually three hand surgeons speak and then a hand therapist at the very end over a certain topic. So they might do keen box and then you hear, you know, from different doctors and then the last part you'll hear from the therapist. So you really get like a well-rounded um, experience and you learn it from different perspectives too, even like different surgeons, right? Because then they'll go up and they'll debate why why would you do this procedure versus the other one? So I feel like it's a really great immersive learning experience, uh, especially when, if you're more advanced in your career. Yeah, yeah. And, and want a little bit deeper knowledge and sometimes learning why surgeons choose to do a certain thing will help inform our, uh, when we educate a patient or what I'm doing in therapy. And it's kind of that leading edge of what's happening. And so you may get back and it's like, oh man, why aren't I seeing this in my clinic? Cause these doctors are out there doing it. But most of those doctors are kind of on the leading edge of things, but it's helpful to maybe advocate to your doctors and say, hey, you know, this is what I heard at the surgeon conference. Can we try this? Can we use these approaches? And so that may help advance what you can do in your clinic. Yeah. Um, as, long, as well as um, some conferences to go to, I'll have other questions asked on Instagram and, and students and all that saying, like, where else can I go to learn all this stuff? And we as a population of therapists are kind of cheap. And so we don't like to spend a lot of money on these things. It's certainly going to conferences and all that. But if this is something you are truly invested in, this is something you want to pursue for your career, I encourage people go buy the textbooks that educate what we do. And the starting point is rehab of the hand. It's not a cheap purchase. But if I can afford a thousand dollar iPhone, I can afford a couple hundred books for an ebook, a couple hundred dollar book, a couple hundred dollars for an ebook or hard hardcover to say, like, this is my profession. This is the the way I want to spend the rest of my career. I should have the books to support that. Yeah. And take pride in what you're doing. Right. And understand why you're doing. I feel like I enjoy my career so much more after I've read and I and I'm really up to date on all the knowledge. I think you feel better about it as opposed to just going through the status quo of every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. We've all learned from the therapists that taught us directly. We all learn from the, you know, this handing down of information. It's a fantastic way to learn, but that's not the only way we should be learning. We should be reading and studying whether you're studying for the CHT because you're early or you've been doing it for 10 years. You should be going to conferences, reading books, reading articles, get journal um, subscriptions. If you're in ASHT, Journal of Hand Surgery, you can supplement with Journal of Hand, excuse me, Journal of Hand Therapy comes with that. You can supplement Journal of Hand Surgery, and they've got great articles that have direct implications on what we're doing. Um, 
the, the hand is another journal that does, it's mostly surgical, but a lot of therapy implications. So those are things that we should be doing to inform us, to make us better therapists and help care for our patients better. And then I always say, be curious, right? Be curious to learn more, ask questions, you know, ask yourself these questions. Why would, why did this cause this to happen? And those sorts of things. Yeah. We need to be lifelong learners in what we're doing. And uh, whether it's going to a conference or reading journal articles online, whatever it is, we need to be constantly pursuing that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, if you have any other questions about those conferences or anything else, reach out to us uh, on our email, info at Hand Therapy Academy or on Instagram, Hand Therapy Academy.